BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, DJs, I need to tell you about MyBookie.ag. They are the industry's best online sportsbook and casino, and boy, do they have a deal for you. Sign up now using the promo code AbsoluteDGen, and the fine folks at MyBookie will match you dollar for dollar up to 1,000 smackaroos. That is extra money you can bet on NBA, NHL, UFC, boxing, and of course, Major League Baseball, because baseball is back in full swing. And we want you all to hit a grand slam by betting, winning, and getting paid with my boogie absolute sports betting degeneracy hey everybody arch here and it is tuesday max what's going on oh nothing much uh we were talking in the pre-show about the this this nba ruling some weird rulings happening you got the baseball stuff with the the sticky substances you get now the nba ruling about unnatural shots and i'm we've been talking about this shit for a couple years now especially because james harden James Harden just fucking jumps in three-point land, flails his fucking body around, gets contact, and goes to the fucking free throw line for three. It's just, it's, it is kind of ridiculous to see fools like came out on the court just fucking flailing about. But now they seem that they're going to investigate that. It's, it's Trey Young as well as under microscope, Luka Doncic. Um, so uh, I was saying those, I feel really bad for fucking Markel Fultz because he's just got an ugly-ass shot, <laughs> and the dude's career could be over if they make a ruling against us. It's it's kind of funny that you would just pick on Markel Fultz. I remember him coming out of high school or out of college, and they drafted him. And, and I didn't know that much about him. But then when I saw his shot, I'm like, how the fuck do you get in the NBA like that? Like, <laughs> that's like Philip Rivers as a quarterback who's got one of the most horrible throwing motions. This this rule though is long overdue because these fools have been flailing around trying to get you know free throws after after contact and it did not it had nothing to do with the shot i find westbrook to be the biggest culprit that dude i don't even know what his actual legitimate shot looks like because it looks like he's flailing around all the time he's just a he's just a strange guy that way he's just built that way uh so yeah i don't know i hope they it comes through they also need to say this this new rule flailing around in a jump shot to draw a foul then this this uh trump's star player like. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, they should be. I remember a couple seasons ago when they were going to, you know, uh, stomp down on on 
the flopping. Yeah. Right. Right. And, right, yeah. and fucking LeBron James still looks like a fish out on the court, just blah 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 around all the fucking time. <laughs> This is this is really one of those things like sometimes you don't it's it's like the definition of porn, right? Like you can't define it. You just know it when you see it. I sometimes you can't define some of these fouls and on ugly ass shots and whatever, but they're swallowing their whistle. The refs can't be blind. You look at that and go, mm, what the fuck was like I was supposed to call a foul there and then didn't. And it's it's just I don't even know if the rule is going to change because I think this has kind of been in play before and they just don't call. I think this is more of an educational thing for the referees than anything. Uh, they'll put make it a point of emphasis. It'll, it'll go for like three weeks and then everyone will kind of forget about it and it goes away. I think that, but the important thing is to put it in the rule book, right? I mean, because right now there is nothing on this. The referee has to call the foul. If, if it's contact like that, they technically they have to call the foul. What, what they did, if you remember, with, with the whole uh, blocking lane and the charges and stuff like that, they changed the rules to define what's a charge and what's not a charge. You know, because a lot of players were just like running in last second and getting knocked over and it's like, oh, charge. Well, no, that's not a charge. That's a player running under, like probably trying to injure the other fucking guy that's diving to the, you know, dr- driving to the basket. They made a rule to say, no, your feet have to be planted. You have to be in this fucking area. If you're not, fuck you. It's a blocking foul. <laughs> it's against you. You know, I think that's what they need to do is they have to say, you know, if determined by by the, you know, the the referees on the field, uh, on, the, on the court, that you did X, Y, and Z, then it won't be called a foul. Until that happens, by definition, the referee has to, has to call the fucking foul. It'll be just kind of interesting to see how this plays out. I, I think the biggest problem here is that the foul often happens before the shot, and then they just flail around, throw something up, and for whatever reason, the officials will call it in the act of shooting and give them free throws, and that's the part that probably annoys me the most. The game is too fast for referees a lot of the time now. They're not necessarily this, – this, yeah. That's what I've been saying about football <laughs> and now basketball. The game's too fast. you got these old geriatrics that are supposed to be in the law office or whatever. Like, it's too fast for them. The, the referees are too old. I, I think the game's is too fast to be officiated fairly. Uh, period it's such a fast game they're calling what they expect to see not necessarily what they saw well it's, it's kind of like in major league baseball too is oftentimes the umpires call by what they hear not what they see mm-hmm. right if they, if they hear the ball hitting the mitt at first base before they hear a foot touching the bag they call the out but the problem is sometimes the ball hits the mitt and it's bobbled it's not like they they sometimes I think in, in most sports, they, they're calling, yeah, based off of expectations as right. opposed to be, based off of what actually happens on the court. And we, I mean, we, we, again, we, we're the people that are viewing at home. We see this in high-definition TV. We're looking at our phones. We see this up close. We, it's clear to fucking us. Yet, not to, not, not to get arch riled up, yet when rape play comes into play, how the fuck do they not see what we see at home? How do they not have the same views that we have? What, why is this like this magically like, oh, this is obscured by fucking clouds or someone's fucking head in the stands? No, I see it on TV. How can you not? That's what pisses me off. Yeah. I won't get well, riled up. I'm just going to let it go. Yeah, producer, <laughs> producer just says move on before it starts going. Let's go. We'll get this pulled up here. There we go. One NBA game today. It's an easy one to pick too, Max. 
I I hate this one. I was saying in the pre-show before Panther joined that I just I I don't like this one. I removed Kyrie, I removed Harden from the metrics, and I still got Brooklyn winning this one. But there's no fucking way that I can bet Brooklyn. And I think that's the thinking out there, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone just thinks that you know, with, without these two, that the Bucks are just going to slaughter them. My, I'm kind of not on that train. I think you know, you're Kevin Durant's not going to let this team go quietly. I think it's going to be an interesting game. Frankly, if the Bucks don't win by a blowout, then Giannis should probably just fucking pack his bags and just demand a trade because they should. They should absolutely beat the shit out of them. But the Nets were 24 and 8 at home this season. Most of their games were played without one or more of their star players. You're looking at uh, the loss of Kyrie, and yeah, it's a substantial loss. But uh, again, you still got Kevin Durant out there. He's still one of the best players in basketball when healthy. So let's see what happens with him. Bye bye, ACL. The, the irony is, I don't know if you guys saw this, is a, a big baby, Glenn Davis, former Celtic, had uh, and posted a, uh, a meme of Kyrie with his uh, fucked up ankle saying, huh, was that the same foot that he stomped on Lucky with? <laughs> I checked and no, it was, it was the other ankle. Oh. So, uh, you know, but I, listen, uh, I, I think Brooklyn is going to keep this close. I, I don't like this line. I, you know, I'm going to lean the Nets here. I, I don't think this is going to be the absolute blow. I, if, if you know, the way that the Bucks have been winning for the most part has been with their defense and and trying to trying to keep Brooklyn from scoring. So it's probably going to be another one of those like lower scoring games, and you know, Bucks will probably win by like three. So I'll lean on the Nets. Yeah, I've kind of just got this mantra that it's the playoffs. I'm betting them all. So even though I don't, I'm like Max, I kind of don't feel that great about this game. Uh, I am going to bet it, but you you look at I'm healthy, like a healthy Milwaukee Bucks against one third of the big three in Brooklyn, like that they should win this game, right? Um, four and a half. I, I mean, they they won the other one by double digits. They. It's been lower scoring. I think Milwaukee can handle the four and a half. I'm double dipping here. Not as confident on the on the Bucks at minus a four and a half, but that's where I'm going to bet. And and I agree with Max. These scores have been ridiculously low scoring for the two teams <laughs> who can push the pace. They can score a lot. Um, the loser has had a hard time even getting to triple digits. I think we're going to see that again today. So I will put another twenty five bucks on the under. I have two seventeen and a half. Two seventeen flat now. Vegas agrees. There you go. That's tough. Um, yeah, I'm in the same boat as Max. I do have Brooklyn winning the game for the most part. It's it's really tight. So I'm going to throw 20 bucks on the Brooklyn Nets plus the five that I get over at my bookie. I just don't think they're going to roll over and die. Promo code absolute degen. I just don't think they're going to roll over and die. I really don't. But Milwaukee should win this game 100%. It should roll. Uh, if, if they don't. If if they can't capitalize on this, uh, just come on, you know, you know, because we we look back at yesterday and the Hawks finally capitalized on a gimpy fucking Joel Embiid. Yes, right. Uh, that, that's what they should have done in in game two. They failed to do that. They, you know, honestly, at that point you sweep the leg, right? You just you just fucking send your goon out there to sweep the leg on, on Embiid, and it just shatters into fucking glass pieces. You know, the T one thousand. Are we, are we combining movies now? Yeah, yes, several. <laughs> All right. Hockey. Tampa Bay is minus 200 or more. 
you know, the Islanders took game one from Tampa and lightning now knows what it feels like to lose on their home ice as big favorites. I mean, they were the ones doing it against Florida and Carolina and their other two series, but rest assured, listen, the lightning, not, not they're not going to be bitches like those other two teams. They're going to show up to play tonight. You know, if you download and listen to every single episode, you might've heard me once or twice, uh, be critical of the lightning. What? Maybe it's the first maybe. I'm hearing of it. <laughs> You know, I, I don't believe I ever said that they were a bad team. What I said was that everyone's perception of them based off their metrics, it, they, they're overrated. And after one game, I'm not going to bury the Lightning. I'm de- n- definitely not. But what I'm going to say is that this is what I've been talking about in regards to their metrics. And this is just a, a, probably a, a, a nightmare of a matchup for them against the Islanders. Because all of those weaknesses I've been talking about are things that the Islanders can capitalize on. You look at game one, New York had the better expected goal percentage. They created more high danger shots, but most importantly, they kept their players on the ice. They were disciplined. They played five on five hockey. You know, the only goal that Tampa scored in that first game was on the power play at a 6-4 advantage because they also pulled their goalie and they scored in the final minute of the game. That's the only way Tampa really has a chance against the Islanders is, is if they're playing in the power play. So if the Islanders can play disciplined hockey, if they can play five on five, I think the Islanders, metrically speaking, are the better team than the Lightning. Now, the big question is, can they do that, right? It's, it's almost impossible to, to not get a penalty or, or not do something stupid out on the ice. But with this plus line, I think the Islanders can keep it close. Uh, maybe an overtime game. So I got to do it. You know, I made money on the Islanders in the first game. I got some to, to spare. So a $20 bet on New York. You know, if you do download and listen to every single episode, you would have heard Saxy Maxi and Panther talk about this game on Sunday. And I agreed. I went with the Islanders. I thought the uh, particularly the thing I've been talking about all season long is their goaltending and their defense. And they frustrated the lightning to the point of basically a shutout. I don't think that happens today. And the other thing I don't think has happened is Tampa Bay's losing two in a row at home. It's still chalky, but not as chalky as that first game. I just can't see Tampa Bay losing a second game. Uh, I think they come out and probably firing a whole shit ton of shots, just quantity over quality, honestly. Uh, But they're going to put the pressure on the goaltending, and I think they get it done tonight. So I will eat that chalk and put 20 bucks on the Lightning. No, I do think the Lightning probably win this one. That's what it looks like. But minus 200, minus 205, I can't get there. So all the values on New York. So in my mind, it's either bet New York or just kind of lay off this game. So to, to Panthers point, right, uh, that has been the, uh, the Tampa Bay all season, though. It has been quantity over quality. They're not getting quality shots on goal. They're just firing whatever the, whatever fucking garbage that they can. So the, the question mark is that luck factor I've been talking about them all season is some of them been bouncing in. And most of the Tampa Bay goals have been coming on the power play lately. I think they, I think absurd, like 43% uh, conversion on their power plays in the playoffs. This is fucking insane. So, yeah, it's probably going to be quantity over quality, and they better fucking hope that, that the Islander defense just has an off night. <laughs> All right. Basketball and hockey are in the books, Max. I need to stretch just a little bit. All right, let's talk about our D-Gen gear, because before D-Gen gear, old Mad Max here was just some random dude yelling into a microphone on a podcast, and now I'm just some random dude yelling into a microphone, dressed in some badass gear, because today I am rocking my D-Gen drip t-shirt, and you can too if you head over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com, go to the D-Gen shop, 
order from a number of great products. Uh, Seattle Frauds, Houston Missiles, or my new favorite, the Near Elite brand of shirts. Because DGen Gear helps you go full DGen. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, baseball. It was kind of an underdog day yesterday. Max, are you in the same boat today? Mm, I got a couple of dogs, but but not really. Uh, I think I think I'm shifting a little bit to the favorites, but I'm not eating a lot of chalk. Uh, even even my favorites, it's, it's not very chalky. Uh, first game is a dog play. I want to look at Pittsburgh at Washington. Oh boy! Yeah, listen, man. Pirates have lost eight in a row, ten and twenty three on the road, which I think is the perfect day to bet them. <laughs> Nationals are not much better than the Pirates right now, and Corbin has been an absolute f- like shell of his former self. Uh, he's typically going about four or five innings, giving about three or four runs. I think the value is on Pittsburgh today. If they're going to get a game in the series, I think this is the one. So a $10 bet on the Pirates. Hard to disagree. I just don't trust the Pirates. I I think this is going to be a brutal game to watch. It's Corbin's horrible pitching and the Pirates' inability to really generate any offense. Um, They're almost Marlin-esque. I fully agree with you. I think the play is the Pirates. I just didn't jump on board. So a heavy lean and some moral support for you and the pirates yeah not really moral support i'm, I'm not going to bet this game but i do think washington will probably take out the pirates so lean on washington minus 168 oh jesus it was minus 180 at my bookie Whew. Oh, looks tough looks tough max you got a lot an uphill battle yeah we'll see i i mean do we really feel good about washington no no that's my point. no no we do not <laughs> uh boston at atlanta uh, Boston's just such an odd team this season, right? I mean, at times they look legit. And then other times they look like the hot garbage I predicted to be dead last going into this season. Uh, the better version of Boston showed up yesterday. I cashed in on that. And now it's my day to kind of reverse course, fade them. Uh, Tucker Davidson has looked damn good through his starts this year. Uh, Braves play better at home. And I know that Boston is a, a stellar road team this year, but I'm going to do it. A $10 bet on Atlanta. I gave this one a really good look. I just couldn't get to either side. Um, you know, Boston's what twenty and ten on the road, uh, so that that kind of put things in perspective for me on Boston. But then you look at Davidson; he's been really good, but his you know it's a very small sample. What seventeen innings I think he's thrown so far. Uh, Atlanta at home with Davidson kind of gives them the advantage. Like I just really just could not get to a side. So again, moral support. Uh, I'll lean the Braves. Yeah, I'm going to lean the Red Sox in this one. I just don't, I just, you know, nothing about, I don't trust Atlanta. I just can't trust them at all. So lean on Boston here. All right, next one up for me. Let's talk Tampa Bay at Chicago. You know, I liked Tampa yesterday to take that first game in the series, which sets me up perfectly to fade them today mm-hmm. and bet the White Sox. Uh, Keiko, five and one this season, and he, he's not pitching lights out. But he's doing everything he needs to do to win games. And to quote Major League, he is throwing every piece of junk he has at them. I like him to nab another win today. $10 bet on the White Sox. 
Yeah, I'm uh, in agreement here. You look at McClanahan for Tampa Bay. He doesn't pitch. He's not bad, but he's definitely not great. He's kind of a softball pitcher. He uh, doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. And here's the other thing about him. He doesn't even really go long enough to register for a decision. So I, I look at him maybe getting four innings today. Turns into a bullpen game for the Rays. I don't think that fares well against the White Sox and the Keuchel and Keuchel today. So I'm in agreement. I'm betting this one 20 bucks on the White Sox. All right. A hundred percent. I hit him. I didn't hit him. I bet him yesterday. I'm betting him again today. White Sox minus 111. Not too chalky. They're going to take care of business this time for sure. This time it's personal. Right. <laughs> Miami at St. Louis. You know, it's hard to argue that Trevor Rogers is the better pitcher on the mound today, but the Marlins continue to be inept offensively, continue to be inept on the road. And I know the Cardinals have not been the the model of consistency, but they do have some pretty good numbers at home. Uh, Kim should be good to go after being pulled from his last start due to some lower back pains. He is cleared. He did a bullpen session. Looks okay. So $10 bet on St. Louis. Yeah, I can't bet this one. You look at the, what what is the total here? Like seven and a half. It's supposed to be DeGrom versus Kershaw or something. Like this isn't reflective of the pitching. It's the reflection of two inept offenses. And as bad as the Marlins offense has been, Rogers has nabbed seven wins in his starts. Uh, quite impressive. Um, I don't like the Cardinals at all. And I really not so sure about Kim coming off the IL and being able to, you know, go six, seven innings, what have you. Uh, so a slight lean on the Marlins today. Yeah, lean in the Marlins. Oh, no, no, sorry, excuse me. Lean in the Cardinals with you, Max. I think that's the play. I just couldn't quite get there. So it's close, but a lean. All right, last one up for me. Let's talk Los Angeles, Anaheim, whatever you want to call them, at Oakland. Took the A's. Um, uh, the A's took it to the Angels yesterday. I think they do it once again today. I, I don't really like Oakland's pitching staff. Montes is a good reason for my disliking of that pitching staff, but their offense is starting to really come around. I I think they get it done today, especially against Heaney. He's hittable. So a $10 bet on the A's. Yeah, I got mine yesterday when I jumped on Oakland with behind Manea. Montes is probably the better pitcher. Not like Heaney offers much to write home about, but uh, a little closer to even today. I got mine in this series, so I'll probably be fading this series. I'll lean Oakland. Yeah, I'm going to lean the uh, Angels here in this one. I, It just seems like a little too close. It, it shouldn't quite be this close, I don't think. So yeah, I'm going to lean Los Angeles here. There's something something to me is fishy about this line. I'm pulling my inner, inner Sex Panther. <laughs> God. Uh, listen, that's it for me. I, I hit on five games. You guys didn't really touch any of them, so yeah. we must be in for a busy fucking Major League Baseball day. What do you got, Panther? be a busy day. I still got four more, so I'll try <laughs> <laughs> Try and get through these real quick. Uh, let's look at the Cubs at Max's Mets. Uh, the man, the myth, Tawan Walker has been pitching fantastic, sporting a 2.07 ERA, and he's at home. We know the Mets are much better at home. The Cubs have been playing great, but they're just throwing Mills and his 6.08 ERA out there. I, I, I almost feel like this. the Cubs are just kind of – sometimes these teams will just throw a game because there's no – Four point and fighting this one. I think the Cubs are not even in this one. So uh, 20 bucks on the Mets. I really hate disagreeing with you on this one. I think the Cubs are the play. I, I, I can't, I can't morally do it. I can't personally do it. That line movement 
uh, the money yeah. where it's hitting, it just seems like Chicago is is gonna steal one from the Mets today. So a lean on the Cubs. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, Panther. I'm against you on this one. I'm gonna bet the Cubbies here. It looked to me like this is nothing about this made sense. <laughs> I think the Cubs are the books are setting the Cubs up for a nice win here. So eleven bucks on the Cubbies. God, I, you know I root for you guys. I hate watching you lose money like this. Uh, I, I I did not bet on the Cubs. I I lean the Cubs. I am rooting for the Mets. I hope you are right, Panther. I hope I am wrong. I appreciate that. Let's see if you hope I'm right on this one. Baltimore, who I throw in that little clump of teams I think suck, have really sucked here lately. And Matt Harvey, you guys are, is he still near elite? What what are we doing, with Matt Harvey? He's very he's, Seven, he's near near. He's near seven point four one ERA on the season, uh, going against Cleveland and Quantrill, who's actually pitched pretty well for the Indians, um, and they have to pitch well because their hitting's absolutely atrocious. But uh, I'm going to eat a lot of chalk today. But Baltimore's just so bad. Twenty bucks on the Tribe. It's a lot of chalk. Uh, one could argue, is it enough chalk? It is getting worse for Cleveland. Yeah. Th- their offense is not very good, so probably why the books are a little apprehensive. This probably should be minus 190 from what I'm seeing it. So you, I think you are getting some value even at minus 170. Hard lean on the engines here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I'm going to lean. Cleveland. Engines. Fire engines. Oh, That's oh, their new name. Oh, They're oh. the fire engines. Oh. That's what we're calling them now. I'm going to lean Cleveland here. I, I I think you're right, Panther, but it's I actually think it's a little too chalky, and something just doesn't feel right here. So lean Cleveland. Yeah, we're, we're somewhere between too chalky, not chalky enough. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I just talked about not double dipping, and here I am. I'm going to double dip. We're going to look at the Cincinnati Reds at the Milwaukee Brewers. Max, how's that Lauer dude? Is he in good? Mm, that's a good Al. That's a good. <laughs> uh, so what about Luis Castillo? He's actually pitched pretty well his last two outings. He should have had the win last time out, but the bullpen absolutely imploded for the Reds. The Reds are on fire. Offense has scored double digits in three of their last four games. They're really generating a lot of runs. Brett Anderson is very hittable. Uh, I can't believe I'm going to back Castillo here, but 20 bucks on the Reds. I hated this game. I could not. I could uh, really. I'm. I'm leaning Milwaukee here. But how the fuck do you trust the Brewers? You can't. I just went on a rant the other day of saying how how the the NL Central sucks and how the Brewers are probably going to win it by default. At this point in time, maybe the fucking Reds are going to win it by default. <laughs> it just goddamn. I'll lean on Milwaukee. I'm leaning Cincinnati with you, Panther. I think that's the right play. I just couldn't quite get there. All right, and here's the one that I worry about. I gave you guys moral support. I I leaned with you. I didn't jump on, and now I feel like I might be a day late. But the Detroit Tigers are taking on Kansas City again. And again, I think the Detroit Tigers have the pitching advantage. Uh, What was it? Boyd yesterday didn't even go very long. He he got injured, and Detroit still managed to win. But Casey Mize has been pitching out of his mind. Uh, Detroit with a plus 130 it's kind of a value play and the better pitcher i'll put 20 bucks on the tigers yeah i hate to disagree with you i i like kc here i think uh, the the royals are going to get a win uh, i don't hate detroit you know i've been saying uh, amongst the 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 dregs of the fucking league i don't put the tigers necessarily in there they're not as bad as say like the diamondbacks or the pirates or something like that i think detroit is better than than the worst teams in the league 
but I think KC is just a tad bit better, and I think they're gonna you know win at least one of these at home. So I don't I don't see the the fucking Tigers sweeping the Royals here. So a lean on KC. Yeah, I'm betting KC in this one. I think this is the one they get. It's minus one thirty nine. Actually, I I have plenty of wiggle room to play with. I, I, I the Royals should clearly beat Detroit. Whether they actually you know will that's another story. But eleven bucks on the Royals. There was one other game that I wanted to bet, but apparently we don't have a line for it. Uh, I might post this later, but Arizona and San Francisco, you know, we talked about the the kid last week, Max, uh, Sam Long. So Latrell is going to open or Latell, I guess, is going to open up uh, for San Francisco. And then Sam Long is going to come in and pitch again. I'm kind of anxious to see what kind of line we get here, but I think I'm going to be all over the Giants again today. Yeah, the pitch, the pitcher for Arizona is actually incorrect because I was right. He pitched yesterday because I was laughing at the pitching matchup. Who, Panther, do you know who went for San Francisco yesterday? Uh, I do not. Oh, who's your favorite pitcher on San Francisco? Who do you like yeah. to give a lot of love to? Well, oh, my favorite pitcher is Jess Lafini. Yeah, listen, uh, don't have a line on this one. Don't really know who the starting pitcher for, for Arizona is, but that said, uh, San Francisco. Yeah, I, I think San Francisco is going to win the game. I need to see a line before I can tell <laughs> if I'm going to bet it or not because it could be an ugly-ass line. You on that Texan, Texas Houston game? I am game on that Texas uh, Houston yeah, game. Good. Yeah. All right, go this, ahead. This is the last, my last bet that we haven't talked about. Uh, Texas is going to Houston. It's minus 187. A lot of chalk. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Give me 11 bucks on the Astros. God damn. I, I, I almost bet this one, too. I'm, look, I'm looking at my notes, and, and yeah, a line movement is perfect. The, the, just the, I can't even say it's too chalky. It's not. It really, it really is. You should be betting Houston here. I, I, a moral support, hard lean on the Astros. I am actually shocked, stunned, perplexed, and confused. Uh, Kyle Gibson's pitching today, right? Yep. And I, and I get, I get it. The Rangers haven't been great, but um, man, you got to be getting about plus one seventy, one seventy five, somewhere abouts. I think there's a value play on Texas here. I, I was tempted, but um, just going to be a lean for me. I'm going to lean the Rangers. All right. All right. That was all I had. So we talked about baseball, basketball, hockey, and uh, flailing jump shots. But, Max, that's it. I'd like to see Panther's jump shot. Jump, uh, Panther, do you, you got a flailing jump shot? No, dude. I, you know, for, for borderline dwarf slash midget, I actually play pretty good basketball. <laughs> I can go toe-to-toe with Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. Make sure to download the agents app for Android iOS. Let us know anything about our picture. Picks anyone's picks, no matter where you listen to that. Please, hi, rating, comment, subscribe, download. Listen to every single episode of Panther. Take us home. And we damn near didn't agree with anything. So I'm just going to fade you guys and just today will be a Panther parlay. Uh, it's going to be the Mets, the engines, and the big red machine. Put those three together and that'll be today's Panther parlay. No, White Sox. No. We agreed on the, yeah, that's, we're going to lose. Tampa's going to win that game. That's <laughs> I completely played in that game. KOD, fuck the KOD. <laughs> uh, yeah, so jump on the website, jump on the app, click on that social degeneracy tab, shoot the shit with us, call us out by name. We'll holler back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday and what you're going to do today. And when it's all said and done, kids, let's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.